Welcome to FMAO, for mature audiences only, with your hosts, Jay Caslow and Tommy Danger. Who would you like to have dinner with if it could be anybody that's alive? So Jay and I decided to do something fun, something a little different. We decided to pick three, three people that are currently alive and that we would like to have dinner with. the only rule, the only caveat here is that it can't be someone that we already mentioned on FMAO ex- extensively. So we've talked about Jordan Peterson, Andrew Tate, Matt Walsh. It can't be these, you know, people that we've already discussed. So something out of those yeah. that realm and someone who's still alive. So uh, that's the only rule. Someone that we like to have dinner with, have a chat with, and kind of kind of get get their you know one on one, see see what they're like, and just hang out with them. So, as the senior fellow adult in here, I'll give it to you, Jay. Who's your number three? Who's your who's your number three person that you'd like to have dinner with? All right. So, um, <laughs> let me let me drum let me, roll to anticipation. <laughs> so let me uh, start preface it with this. Yeah. I thought it was interesting that, like. In my in my last uh, introversion podcast episode, I mentioned in one little bit. I'm not a political person. Mm-hmm. I've never been a political person my whole life. Never been interested in politics. And it's interesting now with my list of people I'd like to meet because if you were to ask me this question before 2020, mm-hmm. it would have literally just been all the artists and the creative people wow. that I love. Like it would have been that. And now you'll kind of see a little bit with my list, and I'm mm-hmm. going to mention my honorable mentions mm-hmm. as well. But like, it's shifted now. So now it's more like. And I'll give you an example. Like Tom Radiohead is my favorite band music of all time. Um, Tom York is the, the the lead singer, of course. And but he's not on my top list or my honorable mentions. And it's kind of like almost like I I don't want to know his politics and I don't want to go deeper in, in kind of a modern day conversation because you know it'll kind of go there with whoever you're talking to. Um so that that's kind of one caveat now when I kind of give my list. There's kind of like a bef- and even there's some hesitation in my top three because some of them I'm like, eh. and the, the second thing I want to mention is, you ever heard that expression like, don't you don't meet your heroes? Yep. You know, and I think that's a big part of this is like some people I I, I admire them as comedians or as artists or as musicians or actors or whatever. But I'm like, uh, I wouldn't want it to be ruined. Yeah, you really them. don't want to know how the sausage is made. You know, you don't want to go back yeah. there in the kitchen. It, it, yeah, and not just like the process of it all. Mm-hmm. Like, I wouldn't want to ask them, oh, what's, how do you make your jokes, Conan? Or whatever. <laughs> but like, but like, I'm just kind of afraid like they'll be assholes. Yeah. Or I would, I would have dinner with them in this special dinner and I could tell like they don't really want to be there. And they're just faking it, and they're just this is like community service to them or something, mm-hmm. you know. And I'm just like, no. Nah. Yeah, that's good. So point. all of I'm giving all that as a preface because I'm I'm listing off people that well for different reasons, but as I get to my top three list here, just factor that that in what mm-hmm. I said. So for my number three slot, this was really tough. This is a toss up for me. Mm-hmm. My my number one and number two are solid, mm-hmm. but for my number three. I couldn't decide between Tom Cruise mm-hmm. or D- David Lynch. David Lynch. So, you, so you're familiar with David Lynch, yeah. right? I have to ask because you're Mr. I don't know any pop culture. I are actually you, are have... You go- are you Googling him right now? So no, you, no, 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 no. I'm Googling you're... something. I'm Googling porn right now. Um, uh, like wh- The yeah, funny thing about David Lynch is that we'll get to Tom Cruise. We'll get to TC in a second. But the funny thing about Tom Cruise is that uh, David Lynch is that I was, I was just because I'm, I'm a Twitter head. I'm always on Twitter, and especially the parts of Twitter that I'm on. I was so frustrated. I think it's still in my drafts where, uh, like, I wish I was so comfortably white that I can talk about David Lynch anytime, any day. This is like, it's such a David Lynch fans are just so uniquely smug. I was just like, I don't know what is it about. The only thing I know about David Lynch is like he had a cameo in Louis C.K.'s FX series. That's the only 
uh, the only way I know David Lynch. He was in like a couple of episodes, but uh, but yeah, what really? is yeah, what is it about David Lynch? Twin Peaks is that what what he did? Yes, yeah. David Lynch is big. Twin Peaks was his big thing. Yeah, you know, but he's also done all these other movies yeah. and everything like that. Yeah. So if I'm sitting there having dinner, I guess we'll start out with David Lynch, and I'll say why I mentioned Tom Cruise. Mm-hmm. So David Lynch, I love watching interviews with him. Mm-hmm. I love to hear him talk about his creative process and all this stuff. Um, and he's such a quirky, I mean, we, when we talk about creativity earlier, right. Mm-hmm. In our last episode with Kanye, right. For me, um, David Lynch is sort of the embodiment of creativity, you know, and because when I remember when I said like he, people to me, creativity comes from inside yourself mm-hmm. to have a unique perspective for me when I watch and dude, you really need to educate yourself. You should watch, start watching some David Lynch films. Yeah, for real. You because the reason, um, and here's the, in my defense, Yarner, the reason why uh-huh. I come across the David Lynch Twitter niche is because I love Sopranos, I love Mad Men. So those guys who are in Sopranos, Mad Men, Heat, Michael Mann, that world talks very fondly of David Lynch. Mm-hmm. So that's why. Are you? Does it bother you that they're all white? Like all these fans of David Lynch? Is that what bugs you? Uh, the best literature. You feel like an outsider stepping. The into best this literature white comes world? from white people. These these are direct. Dude, you should be all about this. You're all about white men. You love white men. You're you're totally simping for white men all the time. You're like you're totally cucking for them. So you should instead be all about of, instead of OnlyFans, it's uh, only dance. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. That's that's your thing. Only dance. Um, but yeah, let me quickly address here. So David Lynch, like I'm just. You watch a David Lynch film, mm-hmm. and I'm like, within five, ten minutes, even if you're pretty, I would bet, like, even if you're not familiar, if you saw, like, one David Lynch film, you get a feel for it. And it's just like, you know, you're entering into this David Lynch world, this cinematic world. And I love that world that he creates. That's why it doesn't matter to me whether I'm watching Twin Peaks or watching... um Wild at Heart with with your boy, Nicolas Cage. Oh, really? That you love. Yeah, he's in Wild at Heart. Mm-hmm. Um, or uh, Lost Highway mm-hmm. or any of these. It's like they have the same David Lynch feel, even though it's a completely different storyline, completely mm-hmm. different actors, completely mm-hmm. different. And I'm like, I love that feel. Mm-hmm. So, And I love how he thinks and how he expresses himself. So I would enjoy sitting down and having dinner with David Lynch. Nice. Like I just like uh, it would it would be a fun conversation cuz I'm sure he would be telling me all kinds of random stories. Mm-hmm. I would ask him like how did you come up with this idea for this or what was your th- and and he his answers would be interesting to me. I'm mm-hmm. sure of it. You know? He would be like, "Well, you know, and last night I had another Monica Bellucci dream." Interesting story about that one, you know. And he'd just be like <laughs> You know, he just, he, I, I just know it would be a fascinating dinner. Yeah. It would be a dinner that I just yeah. a, like a two hours with him that I would never forget the rest of my yeah. life. It would be inherently fascinating start to finish. So anyway, so that's David Lynch. And similarly with Tom Cruise, mm-hmm. like storytelling, movie making. Yeah. Not, not, not even that. I think with, with Tom Cruise, the reason why is like, I don't, I wouldn't want to talk about religion. I wouldn't want to talk about his views because he'd probably get upset and leave and whatever, you know, and he's been known to do that before. And that's the truth, man. That's the truth. Can you handle it? It's just a question between friends. You know, I would want to just be in the presence of Tom Cruise mm-hmm. just because I'm, he's such a force. Mm-hmm. You know, when you th- think about like a force in humanity, mm-hmm. I would just like to be in his aura mm-hmm. just to be around his energy. Mm-hmm. His energy, you know what I mean? All five foot six of his energy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I would be towering over Tom Cruise, which that would be a pretty weird feeling too. Like for me to, yeah, the little he has modern such, day modern day Napoleon, such such a yeah, such a bold <laughs> alpha energy. Yeah, and yet I would be towering over him. You know, yeah. so I don't know how that would maybe that would make me feel all the more yeah. bold and alpha. Yeah, but yeah, Tom Cruise, like I just 
there's something about him. Like he just has star quality in any film he's in. I, I love Tom Cruise movies. Yeah. Brad Pitt didn't make my list, but I just watched Bullet Train mm-hmm. uh, the other night. And um, that got mixed reviews. I haven't seen that yet, but that got mixed reviews. Yeah. My mom told me it was terrible. Yeah. But but that's my mom. Yeah. So like I watched it. I loved it. Oh, really? So now I thought it was it. hilarious. It was fun. It was just a fun movie. Yeah. You know, you just go into a movie like that for fun. Yeah. But I'm like, then I started thinking, have I ever seen a Brad Pitt movie or a Tom Cruise movie for that matter mm-hmm. that I didn't like? Mm-hmm. No, no. Like to me, that's just like star quality. Like Brad Pitt didn't make my list, but but I feel like Tom Cruise is more than just an actor. Yeah. Brad Pitt, I looked at as just a good looking actor, but Tom yeah. Cruise, I'm like, as a human being, I just find him to be fascinating. Amazing. Yeah, because like, he doesn't do the prototypical. There's like. Hollywood movie star prototypical behavior, then there's Tom Cruise. I was watching a clip of uh, the uh, the USA basketball team, Olympic basketball team from 2008, I believe. And so they're in Vegas. They're training. They're they're starting their training, and but it's like Kobe Bryant, LeBron James, Dwayne Wade, so on and so forth, right? And uh, this is funny. Now you're getting me thinking about Michael Jordan. Yeah, so. and I, I he did I, he didn't make my list at all, but I was I wouldn't. I now that think, you mention it, I no, I don't. I don't know if I. I think Tom Cruise, someone like Tom Cruise and Brad Pitt, would be more interesting than a yeah. superstar yeah. athlete. But it is kind of yeah. interesting in the sense. The only analogy that I want to make is like Kobe Bryant is like beyond and very different from a prototypical athlete superstar. You know, Tom Cruise is beyond what well, prototypical Hollywood movie star. They they Kobe and Tom Cruise, Jordan, definitely. They have the they they all definitely have an aura of like some kind of like almost perfect greatness, greatness, just perfect, greatness. just like yeah. being in the same room as someone great. You know, like for me, like Jay, who's like the biggest celebrity that you actually saw face to face, whether just an event or you just walk by them. Who would you say? Well, I did. I did see the Bulls play the Bullets in DC. Okay. So I, I saw Michael Jordan. You saw like, Jordan play. Yeah. Yeah. I, I was I was like way far away, but, but I did But see still, him. you're in a place where you could yeah. your eyes can see. So yeah. and how you I was also I was also at an event that I worked at. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was behind the stage mm-hmm. for the Clinton Foundation. So I was pretty close. I could have actually gotten a picture taken with Bill Clinton and Hillary Clinton. With old Billy, um, old Billy himself. Yeah, yeah. I could have. Like, I saw. Yeah. I was literally like ten feet from. Nice. You know, Bill Clinton. So did that make? But you I didn't. Feel... I'm not a fan. You know my politics. I'm not a fan. Not a so fan. it didn't. I'm like, eh. But did we? Did you ever? Wanna, feel, I don't. Yeah, I don't even want to meet them. Yeah. Did you ever feel different? Feel something when you saw any celebrity? I mean, I also saw Conan. Yeah. Live. Nice. Um. Uh. No, like. Yeah, I I did meet OK Go. I actually worked on a music video with OK I Go. I love that band. <laughs> yeah, they came videos. to my apartment. Oh, wow. I drove with them upstate New York to the, for the OK Go of this video. went to your apartment. Yes, yes, That's in New crazy. York, yeah. Man. yeah, it was surreal, man. It was surreal. See, there there you go, cool. surreal. That's exactly it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Those yeah. guys are really cool. Yeah. like I had a great That's time awesome. with them. Um, I should have done better. I should have been like keeping in touch with them afterwards because yeah. like. Um, yeah. I had his email. Yeah, I don't even know now. And then I changed my name after that later. So they wouldn't even know who I am now. So all of yeah, this you used to be a woman back then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but um, but yeah, like I the few times I've interacted with celebrities, I've also met um, Kate Spade. Interesting. And um, uh, I did a interview for a photo shoot, video shoot for Kate Spade mm-hmm. and a few other people for Travel and Leisure magazine. So yeah, you know. I think when you meet them, celebrities, it's it's cool, but you try to act normal, you know. Yeah, you, you, it's you, hard to you know, like when you like when you walk up to a ten. You and I both know social dynamics. If you walk up to a super hot ten, yeah, you don't go up to her and like, wow, you're so beautiful. Like yeah, that's yeah. the worst thing you could do. Yeah, you know. So you just try to act, talk to them like they're anybody else. Yeah, you know. But that it's like the fact well. that you're trying is gonna. It's, it feels weird, you know. You have yeah. to remind you're yourself. faking it till you make it. You know, you're faking yeah. it till you make it. You're trying to act calm and whatever. But that is that is what you said earlier, which is like just being in the same room as someone like Tom Cruise, someone someone who has an I'd aura. have a hard time holding it together though. Yeah. Like if I was face to face with Tom Cruise, I would yeah. just be like 
Yeah. Every ounce of my being would be like, yeah. fuck, I'm sitting here talking with Tom Cruise. Yeah. Like, I just feel like my head would explode or yeah. something. Yeah. <laughs> that's a good one. So though. anyway, that's, yeah, we spent a lot of time there. So that's my number three, Tom Cruise slash mm-hmm. David Lynch. That's, that's my, my starting point. So, now, now I so feel, you, I feel inadequate. Uh, you hit, you have, you hit two good ones. Uh, my number three is someone I just came up with right before we started recording. Is, because uh, I said we, not anybody dead. Yeah, so uh, the person I had dead, well, maybe I'll circle back to him later on. Sure, go ahead and mention who, who it was going to be. Yeah, well, it's the one... Okay, so the, now you gave two names. I'm going to give two names. The one I was going to mention was Anthony Bourdain. Okay. But I replaced him with someone living, uh, David Blaine. Is that the magician? Yeah. Okay. Do tell. Uh, what's your what's your thought process, David? Let me start with David Blaine. David Blaine, uh, kind of like what we talked about in the prior episode with Kanye West, is he does unexpected things. He does things differently. He started out as a magician illusionist. Then he just started doing crazy things, where it's like not even magic, just like being underwater for in a crazy amount of time, and just just doing stunts that doesn't seem humanly possible. He was, I believe he was, I believe I saw a quick video segment of him. I didn't see the whole interview, but he was on the the talk show. You know the talk show? I forget the name of it, where uh, they eat hot wings. They eat spicy wings. Do you know this? It's a very simple... Dude, I- I'm not a foodie. I never watched the Food Channel in my whole life. I'm not into cooking shows, food so, shows. So, so, so the tables have turned. I get to teach you about something going yeah. on in the culture. Uh, <laughs> what's going on culturally? So, there's this famous. Uh, I think it's called Hot Ones. Maybe they change their names. But there's this white. It's a very simple backdrop, all black, black tables. And so this white interviewer, white guy, seemingly young, good looking. He interviews his guests, and his guests they 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 both actually have to eat. Uh, hot wings um and it gets spicier and spicier and spicier to the point they're crying they're drinking milk milk actually alleviates the the Mm. the spiciness on your on your palate um but then this interviewer also is just hall of fame level of asking questions just amazing research amazing intuitiveness in terms of the asking and all their guests all the guests he has are like yeah you, you ask the best questions he he had David Blaine on. I believe David Blaine seeing David Blaine not just killing the the hot wings, but he would just eat one of those atomic peppers and just pop it into his mouth. Just just insane. Just I I want to have dinner with David Blaine just to see kind of like similar to you, just to be in the same room of someone like David Lynch and, and TC, where it's like this guy is just out there. It's just not on the. I'm just not even like a level below. I'm just n- not anywhere close to this guy. Like it's, it's just, I just want to spend an hour with him and see what he's like, and yeah, do mm-hmm. something crazy or tell me something crazy ideas you got. But tell me what it was like you know, to do. You just want to throw jalapeno peppers at his mouth. Yeah, like, and let an me see, let me see if I end up in the ER. There'll be just a great story. Like I try to eat hot peppers with David Blaine, and I end up in the ER. That's a great story that I'll dine yeah, off a, for years and years. That, so yeah. be it. So be it. So that is my, and then caveat, the sidebar, honorable mention to the late but still great Anthony Bourdain. Uh, I, w- I wasn't a huge Bourdain fan. Um, I mean, even now, I just think of highly of him, but uh, there's definitely a lot of people out there who love him and worship him, but, which is somewhat merited. But yeah, he is definitely an interesting guy. And he also kind of started doing things differently. I think he was like into his 40s while he's still working as a chef at still just working in the kitchen. And he decided to start writing stories about the whole kitchen and chef life. And he he submitted to a couple of places, but somehow got picked up by the New Yorker of all places. And that's how he started becoming the Anthony Bourdain. Very interesting guy. He's he's done most of his uh, more uh, well-known stuff um, in the second half of his life after he was in, well into his 40s, going into his 50s. So there you have it. That's uh, number three and number 3.A for me. 
who is okay. your number two person that you like to have? All know? right. So, yeah. So like I was saying, my number two and my number one are pretty much a lock. Mm-hmm. Nice. So no end ors or part Bs or A's. It's a, so my number two is Trent Reznor. Trent Reznor. Let me, let me get and, it. Let me get it. Let me get it. Uh, <laughs> you're thinking you're like, uh, who is that? it's not it's not rage against the machine. No, it's it's not. Uh, it's is it nine inch nails? Yes. Yo, I got it. Yo, that just made my day. I got it. On your second guess. <laughs> wow. Wow. I just got a boner from that, too. Wow. That wasn't even your first guess. You shouldn't be that proud. Most wow. people. For you me? Should... Are you kidding? For me? Uh, okay. The rock I live right. under? Are you kidding? Right. Exactly. Um, nine Inch Nails. Okay. All right. So so Nine Inch Nails. So it's funny, though, because like Tom York. Mm-hmm. Radiohead's my number one favorite band all mm-hmm. time, no mm-hmm. doubt. Mm-hmm. Number two is Nine Inch Nails. Mm-hmm. And yet, I'd rather meet Trent Reznor mm-hmm. than Tom York. Why? Because the lyrics of Nine Inch Nails songs, when you mentioned earlier about um, Kanye, that album or two being pivotal at that point in your life, you know, how it really spoke to you. And that's how I feel about Nine Inch Nails. So a lot of my struggle as a Christian, like back in the day, I would, when I started to come out of it, when I, like Morrissey is another guy, but like Morrissey lyrics and, and Nine Inch Nails, Trent Reznor, the lyrics were just like, so many of his lyrics from uh, Nine Inch Nails was very much like, you know, kind of fuck the world. Something's not right. You know, I'm miserable. I don't know why, like, what is this sin, this body that I live in? I'm trying to do the right thing. I can't like, fuck you, fuck the world, fuck religion, fuck God. Like, you know, and it it just had, it captured that, that the edge that I felt, you know, I was always on edge. I was always like, something's got to give. I felt frustrated, you know, and, and you listen to his lyrics, you listen to the music, there's something so visceral about it and sexual about it. I mean, not just saying like, you know, fuck, you know, I want to fuck you like an animal. Um, not even like that closer the song, but like even on the other songs, like there's this, this vibe, this energy of like frustration and anger and masculinity in a way. And just like this energy and just like this frustration and, Oh my God, I would just love to just, a dinner wouldn't be enough for me. I would, I would love to just spend a week with Trent Reznor. And that's just like talking to him about what he was going through in his life back then and the spiritual, you know, whatever. And, um, and I did watch Netflix had a series that was kind of like behind the music. I forget the name of this show. I might flash it on here, the graphics, but like they did an in-depth with him on the making of the song Hurt. I think, you know, that song, right? So, and of course I enjoyed the hell out of watching that episode. Cause I was like, yeah, this is what I want. This is what I want. I want to go deep and like everything about Trent Reznor in that song. And so, yeah, I, a dinner wouldn't be enough for me. Like spending time with Trent Reznor. And I'm like, you know, again, kind of the star quality, but something about his voice. Like I love his voice. Um, musically, yeah, but I've heard so many interviews with him where I'm just like, it's just, I love listening to the guy talk. You know, I have such great respect for him, not just the the influence it had on me religiously, spiritually back then, but also he's gone on to do so many other things. Like, you know, he did, he, I think he scored um, the social dilemma, not the social dilemma, the social network. And he's he's done all these scores for like all these shows and films and movies and stuff. And I'm just like, I'm just so impressed with him as an artist. And again, he's another one of those guys. When I said like Tom Cruise, when have I ever watched a Tom Cruise or a Brad Pitt movie that I didn't love or David Lynch? Like I, I love everything they touch mm-hmm. is gold. Same thing with Trent Reznor. Like I love anything that he does. It's just pure gold to me. All three guys, so, all three guys who are not, are not like letting off the pedal. They're just gunning it. They haven't stopped. Yeah. 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 And, and I know that's how exactly how I am and how I want to be. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm starting to get up there and they're all older than me, but mm-hmm. 
that's how I want to be in my fifties and sixties. Like I just want to keep pushing it creatively and yep. just upping my game. So yep. yes. Yeah, so solidly number three is my Tom Cruise, David Lynch, either yep. or two Trent Reznor. Mm-hmm. Uh, not too far from the rock and roll, uh, vibe. Um, a little bit close to it, but not exactly a rock and roller himself. My number two person that I like to have dinner with is Neil Strauss. Neil Strauss is, uh, we've talked about him, but we haven't really talked about it extensively yeah. on air. He is most uh, well known or notoriously known for writing the game called, uh, the book called The Game. The Game, Penetrating the Secret Society of Pickup Artists from 2005. Can't believe that was. 17 years ago. Um, but he's written some other books. He was still well-known and regarded before that. He's written about Motley Crue. Um, he's written... He was a, a writer for Rolling Stone. Magazine, Rolling right? Stone. He was well-known yeah. for that. Um, he's written about... Uh, he's written a book after the game. He's. Let me read off some titles. Let me read off some books he wrote. Uh, he's written a book called How to Make Money Like a Porn Star. Rules of the Game. Follow up to the game. Uh, emergency this book will save your life um he, he's written a book about his uh the his, his uh, marriage having a kid and the and his failed marriage it's called the truth an uncomfortable book about relationships so the, the thing i like and i i've been meaning to get back into more of his follow-up work because it's like i like he single-handedly started the red-pilling of my life my views my paradigms as as a young man and back in the in, back in the mid knots um when that book came out i got it some of my friends got it and like i liked it a lot but it's like it like i couldn't really fully execute all of the things that were there um but it it still stayed with me that you could still look at the world very differently like the world hasn't changed but you changed because of stories and narratives and books and movies that you watch so that made a full circle when i actually did become red pilled as far as women relationships marriage sexual strategy goes and to a larger extent to how i see the world how i see politics how i see human nature and all that good stuff so i i picked him because it's almost like like I want to like see where he's at. Like I would love to have dinner with him because I want to see where he's at now. I want to see how he sees the world now. I want to. That see- makes a lot of sense, especially since you've been through divorce. He's mm-hmm. been through divorce. Mm-hmm. How he's how it's affected him. Yeah. What his takeaways were. Yeah. I could see how that'd be good for you. And not just that, but because he kind of, and I guess I'm kind of like that, but on a much smaller scale, he's definitely a writer in the sense that um he's he's two things he's curious and he also collects stories like not not just but that curiosity sometimes takes the the steering wheel the the hem where they're they're control at the helm to a point where he becomes a story like the great thing about the game was that he literally penetrated <laughs> literally and figuratively where he became the story like he he was setting out to start writing about pickup artists but he became a pickup artist himself which to this day i mean i'm not a i'm not a um avid reader but i still haven't come across a story like that where the writer becomes a part of the story which is very oh dude well you should watch exit through the gift shop which is the documentary which about banksy which you've brought up before definitely yeah great um, example of that yeah but it's uh it's it's the same same vein almost whether it's banksy or someone like strauss where it's like like you you're kind of living and and to some extent the people that we've just mentioned is like like you have to understand there are rules but you have to understand when and how to break them and kind of like do your own thing and be your own thing and be kind of like instead of making art be the art you know it's which i find that fascinating and I would love to hear someone like Neil Strauss to like kind of like share his life and share his because he you know now he's probably a little I assume he's a little bit a little older than me but kind of see like how he looks back on on his life and all on his work that he's done and what he's looking forward to ahead so that for me 
I would just be a happy young buck just to uh, shut up and listen to what he has to say. Cool. Who is your number like one? So my number one is, can you guess? <laughs> can I guess? Uh... It is guessable. Is it Dave Rubin? It's not Dave Rubin. <laughs> That'd be we, we, we've talked about we Dave kind of talked about so it. Yeah, I didn't include him in the. Uh, I can't think of it. Okay, so my number one. I know. I is, know. I, I know. I should get it, but go ahead. Mm-hmm. The one and only Alex Jones. Oh, dude, I should have known. But then again, that's number not. One. That's a. That's also a little surprising because, I mean. To preface it and to share with the the audience, the adults in the room, Jay does have uh, an interest in conspiracy theories, but he's you would anyone who knows him well wouldn't think that he's like the biggest tinfoil hat guy. He's you're you're not really that though. I mean, you are definitely interested, but I would say you're a moderate guy. But no, yeah. break it down for us. Why why is it Alex Jones yeah. that you want to? So have to here know? here. Here's my thing is like when I start thinking about part of the, I mean, this is a multi-variable process of who, how to select people that you want. It can't just be people that you respect or you love their work or what. It's like, no, it's, I also am thinking about the visceral experience of sitting down with a person, oh, that's what that would be like. Would it be a good the experience? Time? And I thought, of, because yeah. it's like, if you like their work, you could just enjoy their work. You don't have to have dinner with them. Yeah. Like, I have a feeling if I had dinner with Tom York, the lead singer of Radiohead, I feel like it would be very uncomfortable and awkward. Mm-hmm. And I would walk away feeling like, ugh, I wish I didn't meet him yeah, in the first place. That's a good point. Like, I'd rather just keep this idea of him in my head. He's this amazing artist and whatever. But, like, that's it. I don't want to. So, but with Alex Jones, like, I've seen so many interviews with him. I've obviously seen his own original content. And the last time I saw him, he was on Crowder. And I'm like, I'm just fascinated with this guy. And I'm curious when the cameras are off and it's just him and me talking. I'm like, I want to feel what he's like in person, you know, because he's always on. Every yeah. time we see him, he's just, he's just a mile a minute, yeah. you know. Oh, it's the cleanse, the cleanse and the, uh, the, uh, the aliens, the, the aliens and the cleanse. The frogs. They're the all frogs. zombies, you know. Yeah. yeah. The frogs are gay. I don't like them putting chemicals in the water that turn the freaking frogs gay. You know, but like yeah. all of that, yeah. I'm like, okay, okay. We turn the cameras off. I'm like, let's have a conversation. I want to, does he still act like that? Cause Crowder even joked. He was still acting like that. Mm-hmm. And I saw a clip from the actual mm-hmm. lawsuit mm-hmm. where he was being sued in the courtroom. And he was still, instead of, you know, when you're in court, you're on trial, you need to like, lawyer up you need to like keep your mouth yeah, shut yeah, uh, be yes strategic. your honor no your honor was, yeah 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 but he was still like yeah yeah yeah. but they they didn't do that yeah oh, yeah oh that's that's because that's because they lied about that yeah like yeah, he's, yeah. he's just blabbering yeah. to his own demise yeah and i'm just like this guy has no filter he doesn't know that's and, to his demise he doesn't know he genuinely that, doesn't know in a way i mean people hate him but i'm like i can't hate that guy i'm like yeah. he's like a lovable teddy bear to me you know yeah. he's just and again, he's just kind of one of these larger than life personalities. Mm-hmm. And I would love to be in his presence. I would love to have the microphones off, pick. the cameras off. And I would just be like, because it would be awesome. Yeah. I, it would be hilarious. He would be cracking jokes. I'd be cracking jokes. I want to hear all his crazy stories. I yeah. want to ask him like, dude, that grove that you were on, whatever, the, mm-hmm. contra- the conspiracy, whatever. Mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, dude, it would just be fascinating. It mm-hmm. would be like I would feed off of that and have yeah. stories to tell for the rest of my life. It would just mm-hmm. be like amazing. So yeah, that was by far my number one, even amongst the other conversations with Tom Cruise, David Lynch, Trent Reznor, I think that Alex Jones one. Yeah. Just it's like my sheer it's like, curiosity, just to see how it would go. It's like the Tom Cruise, David Lynch, ones. that's kind of an aura being the same room, but Alex Jones, you said it right. That's, that's definitely an experience. Yes. Yeah. I want the Alex Jones experience. There you go. <laughs> yeah. So that's my one, two, three. There you go. I like your one, two, three. I, I'm I'm completely today I was messing because of my sleeplessness these days, I was messing around with um 
daily fantasy football. You just, it's a contest. You throw in $20 for a lineup and you pick your lineup. And I was just, and I was like thinking about your lineup, your one, two, three. I'm like, oh, that's a good lineup. I like that. Yeah. Just thinking about in terms of fantasy sports. Um, my number one is if can, you. Can I guess it? You might guess it. it. The, is, is it the per- kind of person I would guess at all? Like, uh, actually, you, 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 there's no way in hell you can get this. I'm not okay. I'm not gonna go ahead. Go ahead. I'm not gonna guess. Uh, well, you want to realize with mine, like you could have guessed Alex I, Jones. Yeah, I could have guessed it. It wasn't. It yeah. wasn't that that far out. Yeah. Uh, mine is a writer, and um, he's someone I may have very quickly referenced him before. You know, dropped his name before. He is known for. Uh, Malcolm Gladwell. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, that breaks the rules. We covered yeah, him. No, no. Uh, he is. Let me go backwards from the most recent to to his to his earlier works. He's uh, he in 2018 he wrote a book called The Laws of Human Nature. Uh, before that, he wrote a book in 2012. He wrote a book called Mastery. Uh, before that, he wrote a book called The Fiftieth Law. Before that, he wrote 33 Strategy for War. Before that, he wrote Art of Destruction. And finally, his one of his first and most notable works, The 48 Laws of Power. My guy is Robert Greene. Um, reason why I picked Robert Greene is um, the crazier the world seems to be getting, the more his content, his stuff makes sense. Um, it's... Everything is a system. Every uh, people are all um, clawing and trying to find ways to get power to seduce. They're using strategies. It's every life is war. Everything is war, and you know everything is. Everyone is acting according to their own human nature. I mean, self-preservation, greed, whatever it is. So for me, like. Nothing really surprises me. I mean, I might get disappointed every now and then. I might get uh, a laugh here and there at whatever happens in the world. But really, when you're in this uh, Robert Greene world of how to see things and also how to react accordingly, uh, yeah, everything's kind of stoic. Everything's kind of fine and dandy. It is how it is. Like, I'm not... The more you understand really what's going on behind the curtain of feminism trans black black lives matter and all that it's it's all just a game it's all just a, a an institution a system a broken system at that but that broken system is human nature you know empires come and go you know things will never you know nothing good lasts for nothing good nothing bad lasts forever either so uh, I I would love to sit down with them, see what he's working on, see like also get his takes on how he um, like his own response to the work he's has done and how he thinks of it. Like fast forward so many years, um, so yeah, Robert Green, love that guy. Okay, all right. I, I think we we learned a little bit about each other too through this process too because I'm like yeah. Yeah, I didn't expect like you. You and I are in different worlds. Very like, different. I knew it would be. Mine very are all different. like visual, audio, cinematic, pop yeah, culture, yeah. and yours are like this conceptual, author this, food, this I, foodie, yeah, and magician. Yeah, Ren. It's very different. I didn't. I didn't expect that list. I I did know that there would be some, like I I did know that it would be a couple of artists in there, but Alex Jones ones definitely. Definitely threw my off, but then again, you're the one who kind of showed me like Pizzagate, and you showed me a couple other things, so so mm-hmm. not that surprised. Yeah, I always kind of wonder too about Alex Jones. Like, is he for real or is he just playing this character? He's for real. So it's it's another reason why I would like to just meet him in person and yeah. really get a sense. Yeah, like you just got to feel it from a person. You know, you get a feeling yeah. being with them, and they're like, eh, is this person? I feel like, or are they like? I feel like Hollywood has you know the uh, Ellen DeGeneres types you know the Jimmy Kimmel types I feel like those guys those people they're 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 just playing a character yeah into some well sense. they're just like kind of phonies they're phonies you know? but I don't think Alex Jones is like 
amping. If anything, I feel like the Alex Jones that we see on screen is toned down. <laughs> I feel like maybe, I yeah. Feel like off I want to get the unfiltered, yeah. like off, fully caffeinated off Alex mic, Jones. He's just even more just yeah. out there, which is be wild to see. Yeah, I might I might have to stop by that dinner and just kind of like take a sneak peek of <laughs> yeah. what's going. Just go be a fly on the wall. I'll be like, hey, Robert Green, you want to? Hey, David Blaine, you want to come with me and see my friend hang out with Alex Jones? Okay, so I have I have a couple honorable mentions. Oh, go here. for it, go for it. But I also want to say I find it really interesting mm-hmm. that the three people in the entire planet, or four in my case here, mm-hmm. or four in your case. Um, of all the human beings on the planet, we picked, I picked four men and you picked four men. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, like there's no room for a bitch in this list. <laughs> no, but like it's for me, you think, I just couldn't find, a, I just look, couldn't look, think look, look. I did soul searching and I did go through that. What should I add a woman here? But then like, there's no interesting woman alive that I want on, like have a dinner with. There's no one. Well, I wouldn't go My so own far mom, that's about it. I, I wouldn't say there's, there's no interesting women out there, but I, I would say when you look at the most fascinating people on the planet, all men. Yeah. All men. And I think when you look throughout human history, yeah. it's, it's mostly who are the big inventors, the movers and shakers, the people who sh- shaped society and the, it's men, you know? Um, and I'm going to mention a couple of women here on my um my honorable mentions, but it's just interesting to me when like, I think plus you and I kind of in our MGTOW headspace or whatever, it's like, like, dude, we, we could have had dinner with the hottest woman on the planet, like in our, in our proposed fantasy here. And we didn't <laughs> propose we didn't fantasy. Even, we didn't even think about it. We yeah. didn't even go there. Cause I'm yeah. like, uh, yeah, no. Well, you know me. I would have. I, I, I described. I described the three people or four people. I would be. I guarantee you. I would be thoroughly satisfied with the experience. Yeah. You know. I would have. But like, uh, what if I brought some hot chick here? I'm like. Ugh. Yeah, I would have been happy to have <sighs> dinner with AOC's left titty, but uh, but. Oh God. <laughs> we mentioned we mentioned her left titty. I mentioned her left titty too much, so I thought she's already disqualified. Yeah. <laughs> so, all right, I'm going to run down my list of honorable mentions here real quick. Go for it. So, I'll start with the females. One is Candace Owens, but still, the visceral experience of the top three that I listed, I'm like, no, nah, that's still trumps any of these. So, one is Candace Owens. One is uh, Jedediah Bila. Bila? I don't know how you pronounce her last name, but you know what I'm talking about, Jedediah. Uh, I'm a big fan of her channel. And uh, it's funny, like Rolo Tomasi, I didn't even put him down on my honorable mentions. But the thing is, like, I feel like I already know Rolo Tomasi. Like, he, I feel like he does. I know everything that he's he interesting, said. but he, he keeps sorry to cut you off, but he keeps saying the same thing over and over again. Yeah, that's why I'm like, I don't think dinner would be all that interesting with him. You know, I sure I'd love to, but I'd much rather meet Tom Cruise or David Lynch or Trent Reznor or Alex Jones for sure. So um, sticking with the women here. So Candace Owens, I mentioned Jedediah. Leia Halperin. Yep. She's that, you know how that is, that, that Bitcoin it. chick who interviewed yep. Tate? Yep. She's just cool. Like, part of this too, like with Jedediah, I would have a good time with Jedediah because I think we're so aligned in our views. Like, I think we would just be getting off on just like, yes, yes, exactly that. Yes, yes. Like all back and forth. I would just love that vibe. And Leia Halperin, she just seems like cool. You know, I like her like as a person, like just... You know, just so calm it would and be fun to have it. Yeah, and smart, yeah. and like she's red pilled, mm-hmm. and um, I think it would be a very enjoyable dinner experience. Mm-hmm. And who knows, maybe romance would strike. I don't know. <laughs> hey guys, Anna, welcome back to the Leia Heilplan show. That's a lovely accent you have, New Jersey. But like, um, yeah. So Taylor Tomlinson is this female comedian. Yep. You know who she is? Yep. PK. No, she's not. Yeah, pastor's. yeah. Is she a pastor's kid? She it. She either is a pastor's kid. Or she's or definitely she, heavily heavily she, doctrinated she, in the church. Yeah, she yeah. grew up in like the Mormon family. Oh, Mormon. So yeah. I knew. It was I think like it was a, Mormon. I knew yeah. it was like a little little off. Yeah. She wasn't like Protestant or anything. Yeah. Yeah. So at some point, like I would love to have her on my podcast mm-hmm. and get into depth, like Confucianity, mm-hmm. like talking about our religious yeah. upbringings and all that stuff. So 
And she's hilarious. I, I think she's really funny. Mm. Of, of the female comedians, mm. she's one of my favorites. Mm. Um, so, yeah, I'd love to meet her. Um, and then there's Elise True, who I, we mentioned about yep. in the Alpha Female episode. Yeah. Um, Quick correction, I feel like I wanted, I've been wanting to make this disclaimer for a while. I was referring to her as my alpha female in that episode, but I realized after the fact, I think I was mislabeling her really with the alpha female definition. I think she's like a prototypical sigma female. And when I think about it in a lot of ways, the ideal woman that I'd be attracted to is more of a sigma female than an alpha female. So I just wanted to clarify that. Um, but again, it's the same thing. Like, if I was having dinner with Elise, true, I'd probably just be like nervous. Like I'd want her to like me and I'd have to prevent myself from drooling all over myself. Like, <laughs> oh, I love your music. Oh, you're so hot. Oh, you're so amazing. Like, how do you like, yes, I'd probably be acting like that with Tom Cruise and Trent Reznor too, but <laughs> at least they're a guy. I'm a guy. We're straight, like whatever. But you know what I mean? Like I didn't, I wouldn't want to simp for Elise True basically if I was having dinner with her. I, so that's why I didn't bring her up on my list. Um, so the only other guy here that we would, well, Chris Cunningham, you wouldn't know who he is, but he's a music video director. He did Aphex Twin music videos. He was one of my early creative genius like inspirations in my my style and my creativity and everything. So, um, but the only other guy left here on the list that you would know about is. Um, that we could talk for about for a second is Jim Carrey. And how are you this afternoon? All righty then. Jim Carrey. Interesting. Yeah, that would be interesting. Mm-hmm. I think the dinner mm-hmm. Jim Carrey right now. Yes. We would probably talk about, cause sometimes he say, says all these things philosophically and the spirituality in the universe. If I was having a dinner with him or interviewing him, basically, I would be like, okay, 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 let's bring it back to reality. Like, how does that actually play out in reality? Or what do you mean when you say that and this and that? It would be kind of that kind of vibe. How? Why? I feel like it would be this very deep intellectual conversation. It wouldn't be that much fun, though. Like, the old Jim Carrey goofball fun, it wouldn't be that at all. Um, But yeah, those are all the ones that were... Further down on my list. I, I love my top three, my top four. So, yeah. Any honorable mentions for you or no? Not really. I mean, I kind of go go back into... I love your list, by the way. And I love that you're, you're so sexist. Your top three or top four are men. And then the second-class citizens are all women, mostly women. Yeah. But uh, no, but it does make sense because, um, because women are boring. No, no. Uh, I, on average, on average, though, I you know. I I can only admire and try to be and and like take on people who do hard things on a regular basis, who do new and hard and different and hard things on a regular basis, and because I think it's just it's not crazy to say that women in general, men in general too. I mean, but it just so happens that men are more willing to do new things and take on risks that may jeopardize their own uh, reputation, their own livelihood, um, their own status. Um, so it's not a crazy thing to say that the people on top of both our lists are men because they're willing to do crazy things and take the brunt of whatever flack they get and just brush it off and move on with it. That's just how most men, a lot of men, are wired. Uh, but then again, there are definitely some unicorns out there, namely your list. For me, um, yeah, there was whenever I see, you know, like in, in the world of comedy, you know, you, you brought up a great female comic. Taylor Thomas is great. Um, but it's like when women are great, especially in a genre like stand-up comedy, it's only things that only women can do because they can only, only women can ride the fine line of being uh a victim and also a hero and like kind of like make that blurry <laughs> and turn that against the audience and make make it a make it for a good laugh um which is great which is what a lot of what uh taylor does in terms of her comedy um other than that for me i like even like the people that i mentioned like neil strauss robert green um i have to like catch up on their work i, I haven't read enough of their stuff uh, Robert Greene, his works I've definitely 
been through like probably half, a little bit more than half his stuff. Um, definitely Neil Strauss, I have been caught up in, on stuff in a minute. But uh, but yeah, it's like I'm not overall like it's fun to think about who you would you have dinner with, but it's also like. I just want to experience their work. I just want to like their work is like their best thing. Their purple, like it's like yeah. it's almost like these. And you kind of implied this too. Like it's like uh, having dinner with someone. Like a lot of people, and we we brushed over this. Like having dinner with Jordan, having dinner with Warren Buff, Warren Bu- Warren Buffett. Is that how you say his name? Yeah, um, Warren Buffett. Yeah, Warren Buffett. I always want to say Warren Buffet because um, he's so rich. Um, but uh. But no, it's like no. Just go read what they write. Just go read. Go just go see and listen to what they do. That's the best version of them. You know, listen yeah. to Kanye's music. That's the best version yeah. of him. Yeah. You know, you don't have to. Well, this goes back to this goes back to that list I gave yeah. back in the comedy podcast episode, right? Remember, yeah. number one, I'm interested in the Great created callback. work. Yeah. Number two. Yeah. The uh, creative process, uh-huh. and the least interest in number three. The creator. The creator. Yeah. Exactly what we're talking about. Great call that. Yeah. 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 And I think uh, as far as like having dinner, like my, my like compass for this, for this, for this exercise was who would give me the best stories? I just want stories. Yeah. I know you're all about the stories. I just want, I don't want a lesson. I don't want like, observations are cool too conspiracy theories are cool too but just give me stories whether you the person telling the story is telling it in first person or telling third person indirectly secondhand like something they read something they studied something they researched but just tell me stories and entertain me amuse me hold my thought you know just capture me for a second and that's great. That's that's all I want. You know, Alex Jones, I would love to have dinner with him, but sometimes I feel like it's too much. It's, it's stimulus overload. It's like for me going to Tokyo, stimulus overload, you know. Um, so, yeah, that's that's what I have. Cool. That's what we got. Well, there you have it. Hope you enjoyed this episode. Make sure you follow us on Spotify or your preferred podcast platform. If you're on Apple Podcasts, please give us a five-star review. And if you happen to use social media, come find us. We're on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and all those sorts of places at FMAO Show. And remember, don't be immature. Be the adult in the room. Subscribe for more.